Welcome to Asset Management Group's private client-only podcast with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. Welcome to Asset Management Group's private client podcast. It's Andrew Nida here with Moise Param. Friday, August 4th, two days after my middle son's birthday. Happy birthday, Benjamin. Happy birthday, Benji. Yeah, big guy. Don't spend that gift I gave you. Oh, that's right. It's already gone. Even a little bit of greenback. Nah, Benji's a saver. <laughs> he was on the right. He was on our uh, podcast. If you listened to it a few weeks back, he is. Uh, he's definitely my my son that saves for sure. He's got to pat down. He's is he saving for anything particular? I think he's one of those. He, he saves for something, but then when he gets the the money built up to buy the something, he then is like, eh. eh. I don't really want to spend the money on it. Just keep saving. Just keep saving. Yeah, he does really good. He really does. Um, very proud of him. But 12 years old, started sixth grade this year, trying out for the golf team. Let's go. He told me he wanted to try out like two days ago. I mean, like two days before before the tryout started. I'm like, son, you ain't never played golf. <laughs> and you just all of a sudden want to try out? He's like, I got it. I got it. So he's, so, he's there. Good for him. Yeah, for doing him. his thing. And um, for all of our local folks, we are going to uh, Red Clay which is if you have grandchildren, it it would be worth a, an attempt to go. Red Clay is a natural water spring swimming pool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm giving the advice out there. I really don't know. I've never been in my life. But but we're going to go Saturday and uh, be a good birthday weekend. So a lot of fun. Yeah. Let me know how it is. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll check it out one day. One other, one other update on uh, an agenda item. So whoever, if you want to, you don't have to. But if any of you guys want to play in a golf tournament, <laughs> we are, I am over Adairsville, which is the, the city I live in, Adairsville Legacy Club. And it's a, uh, it's basically a nonprofit organization that we put together to help support our local community and sports and student athletes and stuff like that, just to help them and help the coach and staff get all the, the equipment that they need. And anyway, with all that said, we have a golf tournament coming up at Stonebridge Golf Course in Rome, Georgia. Beautiful course, and it's scheduled for August 19th. Uh, you can go – well, you can send a message to me, and I'll send you the link yeah. if you'd like to play. So, anyway, uh, going to be a great golf tournament, great time, and uh, just throw it out there. Yeah, I got to force some going. So, um, yeah, we're coming, we're, we're coming for the money. We're That's coming right. For the gifts. Oh, let's go win it, baby. I mean, I haven't swung a golf club in about five years, but – Oh, we got great. We got great prizes. Go. We went, we went and bought uh, all the giveaways and prizes last night. I was solid. Yeah. And then of course the cash winnings, if you, if you walk away with the, with the, we're running two flights. So you got multiple chances to win. Okay. Oh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. You're going to have a good time. But uh, if you want to definitely reach out, I get you the information on that tournament coming up. If you want to be a sponsor or anything like that, we can throw that out there. But uh, on a more serious note, the clock is ticking and we are, what, 28 days? 28 days away, 28 from, days the away. Schwab. Yeah, from the migration of Schwab. And I know you guys are like, man, just quit talking about it. ready to be there. I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, we're, we're ready to be there too. But uh, we're close. We're real close. Yeah. Yeah, uh, letters were sent out this week um, from Schwab. So if you um, if you weren't aware of it, please don't dis- discard the the letter that you received from Schwab this week. It's, they're coming out this week and some getting it next week. But the letter is going to show um, where, which site to go to to um, uh, to sign up for your Schwab website. Uh, actually, if you are um, dialed into your advisor client site, which advisor you should client be. app, which you should be, at least by now, uh, you'll see that earlier this week, there was a prompt to go ahead and create your username and password at Schwab. But for those who aren't that plugged in, as long as you uh, you receive that letter in the mail that's, that's coming out this week, it'll have the, the site to go to as well as your new account number 
uh, account numbers with Schwab. So uh, mm-hmm. that's coming out this week. Yeah, and and I went through the process online through my advisor client app myself for some of my personal accounts, and um, it was actually quite simple. You just you know you click the link and. Um, it takes you to a page where you basically can keep your same username and password. You needed to verify. You had to put in your social or last four social, uh, your username. Um, but it asked you there if you would like to keep your existing credentials. Um, you select yes, and then basically it, it completes the process. Now, you don't get access to Schwab just yet. That's right. Okay. Um, I was actually originally thinking that based off some of the correspondence that you would, but we don't have access yet as far as the, as, as an investor side of things, but it looks like it's coming shortly, but I would definitely do that. That's going to be the easiest way of getting to Schwab, at least on their, uh, client dashboard. So with that said, we're, uh, ramping right along and man, we have, uh, at this point, you know, fully completed, actually, I think next week will be the final completion of the accounts to our new, uh, platform at Orion. That has been fantastic. I, I can't even I- explain how much we appreciate all of your efforts. So thank you dearly for, for just hanging with us through this. And and next week uh, is a is a wrapping up, honestly, of a two year project for right. our firm. So um, this this month is monumental. A toast to everybody, and uh, we're excited to ride right into September and really get back and in, into the grind of things. Just outside of some operational stuff we've been working on. So. Uh, keep in mind just a few other things. We have had clients reach out, and you know they're sending us a screenshot of their weekly uh, report that they get via email, and they're like, "Hey, is something going on? My weekly email is now showing I've lost thirty, forty percent, or whatever." Remember, guys, we're just asking you, please be patient with that system. That is a third-party software that we use that aggregates data from TD Ameritrade, soon to be Charles Schwab. And because of all the transitioning that's happening behind the scenes, that system is losing connection with the accounts, with the accounts. That's okay. Okay. We just need you to be patient until we get to Schwab, which is going to be in September. We will get that weekly report back up and active. It's just going to take a lot of work. There's no point in doing it today because it's all going to have to be redone in September anyway. So um, once again, our advice, go to advisorclient.com. Go there to view your accounts. And then soon enough, in a matter of 28 days, we will work on getting all of the the weekly reporting and stuff back up and operating and clean for you. Right, right. And then, and with the, the the Orion transition, there are some that are still getting a little bit of a delay with the advisor client link. Uh, so, if again, if uh, you're seeing something on advisor client that might not seem quite right as far as values are concerned, just let us know, and then we'll walk you through how to manually uh, reconnect. But again, a lot of it has to just do with this transition and migration to Schwab. So again, uh, just like you did with the DocuSigns and uh, just with this last few weeks, just be just thank you for your patience. And uh, within a month, a little over a month, we'll be back rocking and rolling. And one of the things that Mo and I have spent a lot of time talking about is just because of all the change, we know that, and we've heard it from many of you guys, but we know how at this point, how confusing it could potentially be of this just simple things about what we do like for instance how do i well where's the best place to go to view my accounts first and foremost um how do i get a better understanding of of the investment strategy you know i can see investments but what does it mean you know and so once again mo and i are working on launching a mission when we get to schwab so starting in september 
to just get a true client engagement mission to get back in front of you guys, answer the simple questions, make sure you're comfortable with the new platform, where to go to view your assets. And just, we basically, we want to tell you, we understand yeah. um, the confusion can be out there. It is out there for some of you guys. And so just bear with us. And when we get there, uh, you're our focus. And so we're going to get right back in front of you and clean it all up. Um, with that said, it's been an interesting, it's been an interesting week, yeah. you know, this week and, we got some credit issues we want to talk about. Yeah, I, I would say the biggest um, news that came out this week was the downgrade of the U.S. Uh, credit rating. And so we went from a triple A rating to a double A plus, which is huge because we've only lost our credit or our credit rating has only de- um, declined twice um, in history. And uh, Fitch, who was who's the credit rating re- uh, uh, reporter, basically said that main part of their determination of, of downgrading a credit rating is due to steady deterioration in their standards of government over the last 20 years. You know, they point back to just the way that our, um, our government has decided to, um, you know, play the, the whole debt limit game and wait till almost last seconds to, to actually approve or come to some type of conclusion with it. And so, you know, some investors are, I think some of the impact behind it is some of some investors, some of the fixed income investors are only allowed to invest in triple A rated um, institutions and governments. And so this could cause some, you know, institutions to look elsewhere than the U S treasuries to invest in. So that's a big deal. It's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. And, uh, you know, treasury yields right now could look a little more attractive than equity market just because, again, you, you'll expect the yield to increase um, and maybe a little more attractive than the equity market. But I think that's a big, a big deal that happened this week. And we've seen the, the market. I mean, the market had a little bit of a sell off the first day. Uh, I think it was Wednesday and uh, Wednesday or Tuesday. I can't remember exactly which day it was. But Nasdaq fell 2%. Russell 2000 fell by 1.6. And we're still seeing you know, some sell-offs over the last uh, two days or so. So the market has reacted. And, um, you know, last time this happened, I think the S&P lost about 7% over the course of a few weeks. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we don't see a repeat of that. But again, uh, you know, our, you know, our rating, our ability as a government, as a country to pay back our debt is huge. Yeah. It's and all of a sudden that rating, I mean, just think about anybody's, you know, your personal credit score, if your personal credit score goes down, mm-hmm. try to find a ways to, you know, borrow again, it becomes much more difficult. And it's the same exact thing as, you know, a country trying, you know, trying to borrow, which we do as a country. Yeah. And I would say, you know, give the example, like, you know, what if you're comfortable with your bank, but what if all of a sudden you get a letter in the mail that the bank has to notify you guys that they've been, you know, their, their quality has been reduced. Their ratings have been reduced. Right. Uh, in light of all that's going on economically, you as an investor might be like, mm, you know, I know it's a small town bank or I know it's the bank I use, but that bit of notification might say to yourself, you might just be like, you know, I think, I think I'm out, Yeah, you know, and that's the fear. And I think we all kind of knew that this was uh, potentially heading in this direction, but it's just something that it's going to be interesting to watch, you know, in months to come on how all this kind of plays a part of, you know, the overall, you know, direction of the economy itself here in the U.S. as well. Uh, lending is is dramatically important to yeah. our functionality here uh, and the structure of our economic system. So, um, you know, we'll keep our eyes on it. And and I'm anxious. I'm looking forward to third Q3 and Q4 and, and see how these markets perform and wrap up your 2023. Yeah. So um, 
You want to jump in this article? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so you know, we 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 ended our podcast last week mentioning an article that we're going to talk about over the next several weeks, which is it's an article written by a uh, financial analyst that is wrapping up her career and basically looks back and says, "Listen, I'm in the business. It's what I do every day, uh, you know, and as a result, I felt like it would be informative." For me to write a blog that basically tells people, in light of my understanding and knowledge of the industry, here are still the mistakes I've made and things that I sh- look back and wish I would have done or should have done or, or maybe need to do now. Um, one of the initial topics that we're going to discuss in today's podcast is going to be this long-term care discussion that she she references. And, you know, I'll, I'll be so honest to say long-term care, when it, as a financial planner, and as, and, and Mo, I'll let you speak for yourself on this one, but as someone who, you know, truly, truly and wholeheartedly cares about your financial well-being and enjoys the the ability to think through all the elements that affect your financial well-being, you know, sometimes I look and I think about, you know, have I really considered the impact of long-term care enough? Have I talked about it enough to my clients? Have I brought up the concerns of it enough? And so, you know, I, this is this is an important topic to me, you know, because I, I do feel like it's something that needs to be discussed more frequent than in my experience, what I have, you know, discussed it at. And um, so this is a good one. Long term yeah. care is a, is a very important need. Yeah, it is an important need. And, you know, I'll talk about, you know, the conversations I've had with with some of you, we've talked about long term care and putting some type of plan or policy in place, but really more of a plan in place. And, you know, there's this confusion that some people think that, you know, if you have a long-term care plan, it involves or it has to involve a insurance policy, like a long-term care insurance policy. And it doesn't. It doesn't have to. We just want to have a plan around it. And the plan could be self-funding it. A plan could be uh, a long-term care insurance policy. It could be family support, family help. Um, I don't like this plan, but for some, the, the plan is to, you know, have some form of government assistance. But again, it's it's just having a plan around long-term care. And yeah, I would say that those conversations happen, but they don't happen, you know, if I'll be humbly and, and transparent, they don't happen enough. And this article um, really made me take a step back and say, okay, well, you know, let's just have this conversation. And I'm not sure, I don't, I don't care how old you are, whether you're in retirement or a, a, approaching retirement or even, you know, years and, you know, 20 years away from retirement, let's have a conversation. Yeah. About long-term care. Because for those who are, you know, early 40s, it may not be long-term care planning for yourself. It could be long-term care planning for your parents. Mm -hmm. You know, I mentioned before, you know, one of the ways um, some people are planning around long-term care is family support, which means you, right? So if you're sitting, if you're listening and you're in your 40s, have you talked to your parents about what their long-term care plan is? Mm -hmm. And if you're going to be part of their plan, whether it's, you know, moving in and physically taking care of them or financially supporting um, you want to be in a position where you initiate those conversations and be a little proactive just to make sure that, you know, you and your parents are on the same page. Yeah. Squared away. Yeah. And that's important. You know, long-term care is one of those things that we don't, you know, we don't like to think about. It's, it's very similar to the, to the thought process of death, right? Both of them are very challenging thoughts. You know, one definitely doesn't want to be, a, you know, vegetable or physically, you know, incapable of right. doing their normal daily routine in life. Uh, just as much as no one wants to think about leaving this this earth. But the truth is, and the reality is, is it it's necessary that we do ponder on these things. Yeah. 
you know, um, I'm going to bring up a book that Mo and I have referenced a few times, this book, um, uh, Strength to Strength. And it talks about the concept of addressing these, these items that we fear most. Uh, he gives a, a little example about a snake, right? How do you, oh, so many people uh, have, uh, have a fear of snakes. And what's the best way to address the snakes? Well, you have to, you have to need to be around snakes, right. right? And handle them and get comfortable with them and that type of thing, which by the way, full disclosure is not happening. Okay. Just say <laughs> that ain't happening. I'll, I'll handle my fear of snakes. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? But, but when it comes to death and it comes to long-term care, the truth is, is there's a lot of value that comes with pondering over it. And he, I won't list all the different uh, stories that he gives surrounding and supporting this guidance, but he basically says, listen, at the end of the day, the more, it, the more you actually ponder on the concept of death, the more life you live in the present, because the reality of death puts, puts you in a more uh, perspective of being intentional with your right. everyday life. And so with long-term care, you know, I think it's, it's a relative point because statistically a lot of people, you know, they need it and that's just the reality of it. And so I don't know if Mo, do you have any statistics you can throw out there or just yeah, information yeah. that you have? Here we go. I'm just going to grab them real quick. Yeah. I mean, these statistics are, you know, pretty alarming, but again, it's the reality of the fact is, you know, these, these numbers will at least made me take a step back and say, wow, this is really a, an issue that really needs to be addressed. So here's some stats. 24% of people turning 65 will require paid long-term care for more than two years. Uh, 15% of people turning 65 will spend two to years at, will spend more than two years in a nursing home. Um, 70% of people turning 65 will develop a severe long-term care need in their lifetime. Uh, 48% of people turning 65 will need some type of paid long-term care service in their lifetime. You know, we've talked about costs. I mean, the cost, it's an estimated 322000 give or take. Uh, it's the estimated lifetime cost of care for someone with dementia living in a community. So these numbers are, these numbers are, are alarming. Right? They're alarming. And, and one of them, one of the numbers that's alarming to me is the age. Yeah. You know, when I think uh, long-term care and naively, you know, I think, early 70s, well, late 70s, early 80s mm -hmm. is kind of what you see in nursing home or anyone needing long-term care. But you're talking 65 is where they're starting these numbers at. And, you know, 65 is usually when someone is thinking about retiring, not thinking about, well, I need to start to implement my long-term care need strategy at this point. Right. I mean, you're 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 at this point in life where you're 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 booking your vacations, you're booking your travel. Yeah, you shouldn't have to you shouldn't be thinking about it. You're not thinking about. Yeah. Wow. Do I need to start turning on my long term care policy because mm -hmm. I'm going to need it soon? So, yeah, it, it's it's alarming. It's a, it's an important it's an important topic. And so the, the reality is it needs to be thought about. And I think that's the key. Right. Planning doesn't mean you need to go buy an insurance policy. Planning needs to be you have a plan. And, you know, I remember my father who, who uh, was, you know, he started NIDA Financial Group and, and was ultimately my segue into this industry. You know, he used to always talk about basically your retirement and your life is like this castle that you build, right? It's the dream that you have. But the most important part of the castle is not the structure. It's the moat you, bring, you build around it. Because without this moat and this protection, ultimately everything is vulnerable and could fall at any time. And so when you look at, you know, these types of items like long-term care, 
it's not something we want to think about. But at the end of the day, it's an it can absolutely be a a very penetrating factor and a very vulnerable place within your financial life that needs to be addressed. Um, there's typically four ways, oftentimes, that we see people handle long term care. One of them, Mo, Mo was kind of hitting on early on, was was having a family member take care of you. You know, uh, a family member is definitely a solution. You know, obviously, we jokingly say you may you may want to make sure that your family member knows that they're a part of your plan, <laughs> but but nonetheless, a family member can be a part. You know, and, and I would say if you're that family member, right. if you're the one that has told your parents that hey, I'm your person, you're going to move in with me, stay in my basement, that type of thing, um, you got to think through that a little bit, okay? Uh, and and I mean, we're we're in a situation where my wife was raised by her grandmother and Mama lives with us. And so it's been a conversation in our house. You know, at what point, what does that look like? And, you know, how do we handle that? And, you know, things that you need to remember is this. Oftentimes when you're caring for a, a mother or a father, um, you know, that they're usually, Lord willing, you know, have a lengthy life expectancy. And so they're needing care well into their 70s, 80s, late 80s, early 90s. But at that point, what season of life are you in? Yeah. You know, typically you're in your 60s, early 60s, mid 60s, which means, you know, you're in retirement or you're starting retirement and ultimately starting the best years of your retirement in regards to, you know, ability to go do things. And so when you make these commitments, mom, I'm going to take care of you. Uh, Dad, I'm going to take care of you. That type of thing. As a family member, you need to be mindful of how that's going to affect your daily life, and what season of life you're going to be in, and what other things you may have as priorities during that season before you make that commitment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it. If you're, and I, and I think it's it's not just financially. It's which is which is huge, right? But it's also like emotionally. I mean, we're not just talking about your your mother. The good thing about where your your personal situation, right? Mama's active and spunky, right? Right. right. I mean, she's active. Ooh. I mean, we went to, we went to dinner with her the other day. Um, had a great time. One of the best conversations I've had in a long time. And but she's alive and active and you know ready to go. But what happens if Amy has to like physically take care of her? Mm-hmm. You have to physically take care mm-hmm. of her, right? That is that is an emotional journey that you know. Obviously, the two of you are going are going to do it, but you know. What does that look like day to day? You know, what's the day to day? What's the day to day? I mean, Amy's driving around, picking up the kids. Are you going to have to go, you know, spend some time at home making sure that Mama's okay, mm-hmm. giving her medications? I mean, it is, it is a and what's logist- the financial impact? Right, you know. So logistically, it's 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 something that should should it be taken lightly? No, it shouldn't be taken lightly. Yeah. And you know, it, but it, but it nonetheless is a solution. Other options are like, you know, government benefits, which most of our clients are probably not, you know, you guys are probably not interested in, in doing a ton of estate planning to get the government to pay for it. Uh, maybe some, but the challenge there when you're using like an irrevocable trust to uh, accomplish the goal of qualifying for government subsidy, one of the biggest questions I always say you got to be, you got to be conscious of is, you know, what type of facility do you want to spend the rest of your life in? Right. You know, if you need the care. Do you really want to just only qualify for a government-funded facility? And beyond that, you don't get the election or the choice. So maybe the facility is not even in the town that you really desire to be in. And now you're shipped off somewhere else. And so although trust planning is a solution, and of course you got rules like the five-year look back here in the state of Georgia, where most states accept that type of law, um, you got to be mindful of that, you know, because most of you guys, I would assume, 
if you're going to be in that situation, you prefer to have a, a little bit more of a, a choice, you know, if you will, and where yeah. you stay in the type of treatment you get. Uh, another one's traditional insurance. Yeah. You know, you get traditional long-term care insurance policies, you know, uh, you know basically you pay a premium and uh, you pay it. And if you need long-term care, then the, the ben- depending on how much benefit that you have and what you what kind of policy you bought, you, you that'll pay for your care. Uh, but you know, the, one of the key words is, is if, right. What happens if you don't need long-term care? What happens if you, you know, you know, God willing, pass away in your sleep. And then all of a sudden you've been paying long-term care premiums for 20, 25 years. So one of the drawbacks behind uh, these traditional long-term care policies is, you know, you don't, you have to use it or you lose it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And also there's, there's caps. There's, but there are no caps to your premium. So you could be well into your seventies and all of a sudden you get a nasty letter from an insurance company saying that they're raising their rates by 10, 15, 20%. And, you know, at that point, you're you, you're you're trying to unwind bills. You don't want to increase your bills during retirement. So, so yeah. So it's an it's an option. Um, but you know, here we've looked at ways to address the the if conversation mm-hmm. with uh, a life in, with long term care insurance with uh, some type of like a life insurance hybrid chassis, where you know you're going to use it one way or another, right? Uh, there's life insurance benefit. So if you passed away, your beneficiary gets life insurance. Obviously, there's long-term care bucket there. So if you need long-term care and assistance, you, the funds are there. And then also there's like a little cash value component to it. So if you decide, you know, I want to just scratch this whole deal. I've My assets are enough to, to fund a long-term care need. Then you can get your money back that way. But that's a way, it's almost like a Swiss Army knife way of, of, of addressing long-term care with an insurance type of policy. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think the very last one we, we talk about probably more frequent with clients than any is just your, your ability to cash flow it, right. you know, at the end of the day, remember long-term care is just simply an increased need for, for income, you know? And so it goes back to a cash flow question. It goes back to a gap question, which is how much money do I have naturally coming in and how much money will I need and what's the difference and how do I solve for that? And so I think our mission with today's podcast is just to say, hey, remember this is something that needs to be discussed. And, and oftentimes in the advisory world, we're discussing and trying to bring up topics to you that are very important. But these are these are topics that really you and your spouse and your family need to be talking about. Yeah. And as you talk about those and you begin to consider the available scenarios that you could potentially be faced with, bring us into that story at that point. Let us give you some guidance and, and give you some better understanding of how to accomplish and how to solve for these types of concerns. Yeah, I think that's why, you know, you know, here at a firm, we're planners, right? We, we're, we're thinking lev- levels levels and layers deep. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when someone asks for a simple question, it's not, it may sound like a simple question. We're taking a 3D approach to it. We're thinking, okay, well, what about this? What about this? And to come up with the right answer for you. So, you know, it's 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 not an easy some of these questions aren't easy to answer just like that, right? Mm-hmm. We're thinking layers, we're going into your plan and then really seeing, okay, here's the best way to address X, Y, Z. So if anyone call, if anyone's asking, you know, uh, what's the best way to solve for long-term care, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you can Google that if you want, but for us, we're not Googling it. We're going to your plan and really specifically seeing what is the best way for you personally to address long-term mm-hmm. care with the knowledge and the experience of watching 
others go through that scenario. Exactly. You know. So, hey, listen, with that said, heavy topic for today. A lot of great content. Hope you enjoyed it. More importantly, we hope you have a fantastic weekend. If you need anything, reach out. We are always here. Call the office. Shoot us a text. Shoot an email. We're here for you. We hope you have a wonderful and a blessed weekend. Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Peran provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.